0: Thank you for tuning into another episode of Coding Talks. In the past few episodes, we were discussing on Google Cloud and its offerings. We have covered the overview, the cloud storage, relational database offerings, then the compute instances that is the VM offerings from Google Cloud. Today in this episode, we will be looking into the NoSQL services that are offered by google cloud before starting the session i would like you to check out my youtube channel as well i have added a few videos on that youtube channel about covering different cloud vendors like azure aws and google cloud particular to google cloud i have added a video live streaming video which happened around one month back it's a nearly three hours live streamed session for your convenience i have added different segments and using that segments you can go to a particular topic in that youtube channel uh, in that particular youtube video so feel free to check out that About the NoSQL service which we are going to discuss in this uh, today's episode. NoSQL services is all kind of database services that falls outside of relational database. Relational database is what we discussed last time. There we have a structured data and we store that data in tables, in kind of relational tables. uh, In and the attributes are stored in kind of a column format we can have different different tables and we can relate the tables in forms of the foreign key relation and we can set that we can use a language called SQL to query that particular data from underlying that table we can join different tables as well so that's all about the relational database in NoSQL we don't have a structured format in place these days the applications are dealing with those kinds of data which doesn't have in has a particular structured format it it's a kind of data like a variety of data with massive volume of data and coming in massive velocity kind of a big data type of data we call if a data has such characteristics like like a variety then the velocity and the volume of of data is that much high we call such kind of data in the category of big data relational databases are not capable of properly handling the big data in an efficient way especially Uh, relational databases are limited to just vertical scaling you can you can scale up a relational database service but that is only up to a limit you can vertically you can scale that up and down but if you want to horizontally scale that you need some other form of mechanisms like this NoSQL database NoSQL database can handle unstructured data and it can also scale horizontally that is why majority of the applications these days are having this kind of uh, no da- big no sql form of data base which they use for their uh, s- storing the data and it is getting uh, popular these days because of the massive increase in mobile web and iot devices and the workload is also uh, that much high we need to uh, track the live data we need uh, real-time analytics then we have different different catalogs media and product catalogs and uh, profiles all these are variety of data and which needs live synchronization as well like in the case of facebook and amazon so, um, NoSQL offering is really helpful in such scenarios compared to the relational database service, and that is why uh, one such service is called the Firestore, which is a document DB database from Google Cloud Service. Document DB in the sense that here, rather than storing the uh, um, data in form of tables and the rows and column format we store the data in a different format so that different format is called the document data basically it's look like a json document in your application if you want to store some data you can take the case of a restaurant you if you want to store a lot of restaurant data in form of a document model you can store that as a json uh, inside this uh, fire store so so that is called a collection rather than table we call in document db terminology or NoSQL sql terminology we call that as a collection you can have a collection of restaurants in json format in json array or um, um, different different items as well and then you can have sub collection as well if you have uh, associated reviews to be stored as part of each restaurant you can have a sub collection that is beneath each collection so you have a main document that contains the data of that particular restaurant and you can have the reviews as form of sub collection and the document uh, database like uh, document or NoSQL to be Uh, precise. So the NoSQL databases like Firestore these are these kind of services are capable of storing that document data that allow you to uh, create these document data uh, and uh, uh, it also provides facilities for inserting, uh, creating, updating, deleting as well as specifically querying the data. Not just uh storing the data in firestore the uh, the querying is also considered very important the querying is what the main road of this document database is or about it should provide data in effective way as fast as possible um, so within a massive collection and within a massive sub collections of data we can query a particular item and firestore provides such facilities so that is why it is getting popular and google is google is a leader in terms of this big data and its analytics so they they uh, (coughs) invested all their particular learning in this uh, firestore kind of services so that you can take advantage of the equivalent services that you can compare that uh, in other cloud providers are which we call that as Cosmos DB and uh, the Document DB as well but here the Firestore is kind of a bit different in in the sense that it provides live synchronization and offline mode. So it has built in live synchronization and offline mode which make it easy to build multi-user or collaborative applications. Uh, which can span across mobile web and iot devices so whenever someone is making change from one particular device type it will be automatically reflected in all the different other uh, devices as well kind of a real-time live synchronization and this is serverless means uh, you don't have to bother anything about the infrastructure management at all you can focus on what you want to store and you can focus on what you want to retrieve and rest of things will be taken care of by the firestore service itself and it's a powerful it has a powerful query engine as well that means it allows you to run a complex uh, this uh, asset transactions against your document data um, that means you can structure your data in whatever way convenient according to the NoSQL format or the document db format and uh, uh, firestore gives you an option to query whatever form that we want just like the example which I mentioned you can store the different restaurants in as a collection and underneath that you can add a sub collection for uh, storing the different items of that restaurants or some of the user reviews that are part of those restaurants you can add that as a kind of a sub collection so, whatever way you store or structure your data, it is up to you. And the Firestore provides a, a very effective query engine, so you can you can query against this transa- this kind of data this, that you stored underneath. And most of the popular languages are supported, like the Node.js, Java, Ruby, and PHP. Then. then the security of the firestore you can you you can authenticate that with the firebase authentication and identity platform as well as you can also provide a data validation using a configurable language that you you want so that way security can also be included then multi-region replication that is another way by which once you store the data it can be replicated along multiple regions and it provides a way of high availability and uh, whenever a disaster is striking across one particular region because of the fact that your data is replicated across multi-regions you don't have to worry about the availability that will be there in within the uh, firestore itself so these are some of the things which we understood from the firestore uh, for working with firestore you need to understand about how you want to model your no data so that is a critical thing so once you model the thing uh, firestore provides an effective mechanism to live synchronize the data it provides high availability as well as it provides high um, uh, efficient querying against that particular uh, collections which you defined. So the once you define properly a document data DB structure then the rest is provided by Firestore and it's kind of a serverless and you can check out their pricing page as well to uh, understand how uh, that is charged. So this is a good um, service from uh, the uh, Google Cloud in terms of NoSQL and it also provides uh, integration with uh, other kind of services as well uh, like uh, the uh, Google BigQuery then the cloud functions like something uh, some form of serverless programming you want to integrate especially when you store something in firestore you want to some processing needs to be done on that particular store uh, data that you stored and you want to update something in that particular data uh, you stored as a document you can integrate that with uh, the google cloud functions which is another serverless component So, combining this Firestore, Google Firestore with the Cloud Functions offers the possibility to uh, update something on Trigger, like uh, something when you stored in uh, the Firestore, it can automatically do something on the Cloud Functions and can update the change. So, so those kind of things which you can implement uh, using the Firestore and a combination of Cloud Store and it also... Uh, can integrate with the uh, BigQuery as well. So, that's an effective integration is also provided. So, you can check all those things in the documentation and can see how it works. So, that's all about the Firestore and some of the best practices that you can uh, check out. Um, uh, while working with the um, fire, st- fire stories um, available from the Google Cloud documentation, so you can um, you can find that below this particular video, a particular podcast, so that you can understand a bit about uh, how uh, how you can effectively define your data model and how you can avoid some of the possible pitfalls that are. Uh, that can happen while defining a document db in firestore so that is available in google cloud documentation you can check out the best practices i i can also uh, include a link beneath this particular podcast so that you can check out that as well so with that uh, we covered a bit about the google firestore NoSQL database and similar to that there is another one service in as part of this no sequel in the google cloud which is called the big table big table is a kind of uh, it's a kind of uh, lar- um, no sequel service but it is capable of doing large analytical workload based scenarios we will going to discuss that next in this episode big table is similar to the uh, firestore which we just discussed but this is more suitable for large analytical and operational workloads and it provides up to 99.999 percentage availability this is a fully managed service and it is a scale scalable no sql service as well so these are also uh, useful for similar like the Firestore, but it's mostly for large analytical and operation works loads. Similar the case as we discussed like the IOT, the personalization or if you have a scenario where you want to handle millions of requests per second. Um, then machine learning applications, then integration with BigQuery that is another service in google all such scenarios you can take advantage of this particular cloud big table it's more a kind of a massive scale of data uh, where this big table is mainly applied for so the integration is very simple you can uh, integrate this particular service cloud big table to other tools like Hadoop data flow or data Proc and it has also support for the most popular open source HBase API standard so those teams also can work on that so some of the key features that we can view from the um cloud big table is like it's ideal for storing very large amount of data in a key value store and supports very high read and write throughput at low latency uh, to access large amount of data so it's basically built with the proven infrastructure that powers google products such as the google search and the map so it's very capable service And it has the provision to replicate also. That means once you write the data, it has the power to automatically replicate whenever needed with eventual consistency. So that offers a high availability. And it provides uh, a a managed way by which there is no manual steps needed to ensure the consistency or repair data or... You don't need to synchronize the writes and deletes. Everything will be taken care of by the service itself. It can scale also massively. That is, uh, the cluster resizing can happen without any downtime. So it can scale seamlessly from thousands to millions of read writes per seconds. Um, so, that means you can dynamically adjust the scalability by adding or removing cluster without the need for restarting. Um, which means that you can increase the size of a big table cluster for a few hours to handle a large load and then reduce the cluster size again all without any downtime so the some of the use cases that are associated with using this uh, cloud big table is like financial analysis where you can build models based on historical behavior so you can continually update fraud patterns and compare that with the real-time transactions you can also store and consolidate market data trade activity and other data such as social and transactional data And it's also useful for IoT use cases, Internet of Things use cases where you want to ingest and analyze large volumes of time series data from sensors in real time matching the high speed of IoT data to track normal and abnormal behavior. So you can build up real time dashboards and analytical dashboards using this uh, cloud big table then for recommendation patterns like in the case of advertising companies where they want to find the data from many sources uh, to understand how the customers are be- behaving to the different trends and they can tweak the common patterns that can drive the recommendations and sales so in that area also uh this cloud big table is suitable these are some of the use cases which I commonly mentioned and you can have that from their documentation as well uh, you can check out that and you can understand uh, more details from the documentation. in addition to that you can have your custom analytical workloads as well. Big table is able to handle large set of data large set of nosQL data, so it can span up massively without any downtime and you can build interesting dashboards from this uh, this service. So that is part all about the uh, cloud big table. Next we will look into another NoSQL service called the memory store from uh, Google Cloud that also falls under the category of NoSQL. So we will look that as well. Next. Coming to the memory store service from Google Cloud, this is a managed, uh, scalable, secure and highly available in memory, which has support for both Redis and Memcache. So, you can choose whatever variant you want. So, this is 100% compatible with open source Redis and Memcache and you can use this service to add your caching layer so maybe you own a traditional on-premise application and a caching service and if you want to migrate that caching service to cloud you can take advantage of this memory store so redis is a popular one similarly memcache is also popular one so most of the uh, most of the things are automated because this is a managed service most of the things like the high availability, the failover, like if one instance fails, how it gets transferred to the other, those things, then the patching, the periodic update of Redis mechanism and the monitoring, all those things are handled by the Google Cloud. So, you as a developer can focus more on the actual task or actual coding and through the dashboard of this memory store, which you will be get once you created a service in memory store you will get all the underlying details like the high availability the failover the patching and different things Uh, all those things will be taken care of by the google cloud provider and you can just view the monitoring part or the dashboards to get a fully understanding of how everything is going on and you can focus more on the coding and you can start the service with the lowest scale and you can then incrementally increase the size without minimal impact with minimal impact so it's a highly available service as well then the choice of engines you can take advantage from this memory store is like uh, two famous uh, memory store engines are supported like redis and memcache and it's a hundred percent open source and uh, that pure redis and memcache which you can uh, install on your own premise that same one uh, is available here as well but in this case it is managed by google so some of the managed service advantages also you would get from this memory store service and security is also inbuilt so you it is protected from the uh, public internet through virtual private network and private ip and it can also integrated with the google's identity and uh, monitoring identity and access management services so that means your uh, data in the that particular cache layer is secured and why we using this type of service is it's act like a cache in between your database and your application so that means um if some customers want to access something uh, uh, some uh, want to access something it can store in the caching layer and it can be served to the application rather than from a database so it can effectively handle data or uh, it it can make the application more responsive than that is accessed from a database so it's kind of a caching layer in between your application and your database then coming some of the features that are available um, you can also set up monitoring or custom alerts with the cloud monitoring as well and if you want to understand how actually the redis cache or the memcache inside this memory store is working you can also integrate that with the open sensors which is another service to get more insights into the cloud uh, client-side mechanisms so migration is also very easy because if your existing on-premise application is compatible with this this redis or memcache uh, instances um, then you can easily migrate that to the memory store because underlying the memory store it is also redis so the same APS which you use for this memcache and the redis you can take advantage of here in this uh, memory store as well with that we can wind up this session Um, we will come up with more session to on a a demo based video session to understand bit more about these things in more detail Uh, and you can always check out my youtube channel for such thing and in addition to that you can continue listening this podcast as well this podcast will be uh, i will be continuing this podcast as it is so thank you for listening and have a nice day.